Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to a workshop that I am hosting the first week of June. This workshop is going to focus entirely on digital marketing. And the goal of this workshop is to help you bust through the confusion and overwhelm so that you can conquer digital marketing and grow your flower business. I am going to share with you in this workshop my step-by-step framework for leveraging digital marketing as a florist, and you will walk away with a personalized blueprint, clear action plan so that you know exactly where to focus your time, effort, and energy. And we're going to dive into understanding the most efficient and effective advertising platforms for you to market your business, how to leverage social media, and exactly where to prioritize your spending so that you can get your business in front of your dream customers. This workshop is being hosted online. Yes, if you can't join me live, there will be a video replay so that you can play catch up in your own time. I will leave the link to sign up to this workshop in the show notes so that you can grab your spot today. And then you get to join me on Zoom and we get to workshop your digital marketing plan and you get to make the most of the rest of 2024. So I would love to see you there. And I am so incredibly excited to host this workshop, share my process with you and make sure that you are crystal clear on exactly what to do to get found by those dream customers. So visit the link in the show notes, grab your spot today, and I will see you at the workshop. You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Oh, people, it's an interesting time in life, isn't it? Isn't it? So today, I thought I would take advantage of the fact that it is an interesting time in our life and talk you through a few very specific, helpful, hopefully helpful, tips and tricks in terms of navigating the situation. Here's the thing. (laughs) This shit happens, right? Quite literally, and I remember the day, and I will always remember the day of 9-11, right? Thought that the world was going to end. Literally thought the world was going to end. I remember Hurricane Katrina and Hurricane Sandy and the SARS epidemic. And if you lived on the west coast of Canada, it was a real thing. And sometimes in the world, the shit happens, right? But I am a person who actually thinks that great opportunities come out of these scenarios because it is a great reminder as to why, (laughs) first thing I will tell you guys is why you get to be charging full price because there are going to be scenarios that happen around these times. And at this point in time, it's about a global pandemic. It could be some sort of war, terrorism event, natural disaster, 
there are an infinite number of possibilities, things that could happen in our lives, right? Welcome to planet Earth and welcome to the human experience. These are the experiences that truly separate the successful businesses from the other ones who will just close their doors. And I will tell you right now that there are so many opportunities that are going to come out of this experience. And one of the best opportunities that it presents to you is how you want to manage your business through uncertainty. So I will talk you through a little bit about how other businesses are actually managing this whole scenario, but I will tell you right now, they sat down years ago, years ago, and thought about what are they going to do if there's a global health crisis? What are they going to do if, you know, people can't interact with people? What are they going to do if retail shops get shut down? What are they going to do if half of the planet like burns to the ground or gets covered in snow and ice? Every multinational company on the planet has what is called a business continuity plan. And literally those plans sit in so many different offices around the world and people are responsible for making sure that they stay up to date and that they know how they're going to adapt when this shit happens, right? Because sitting here and wishing that it wasn't happening is completely useless. <laughs> it's completely useless right? This stuff is going to happen, right? 9-11 happened. SARS happened. Global pandemic is happening. And it's really important to know that there are so many opportunities that are going to come out of this. And this is such a great time for you to figure out how you're going to manage the uncertainty within your business. And particularly, right? If you have any sort of like physical presence, physical contact, or a reliance on actually being able to meet with people face to face, your greatest opportunity is to start to explore and think about how you can take all of this online, right? Because what is actually going to happen, if we think back to those of us who got to experience the joy and fun in North America of the days after 9-11, and then the months after 9-11, and then the years after 9-11, any time you travel through the US right now, all of the behavior and all of the processes that are put in place are a direct result of the fact that 9-11 happened. So these major events happen and basically the world then goes into panic and fear and all the bad spaces. But essentially new behaviors are created and a new equilibrium is adopted. So what is going to happen on the back of this whole experience is that even more customers are going to be interacting over the phone or they're going to be interacting online. And that is the greatest opportunity for us as business owners. And I will tell you right now, the world needs flowers, right? The world needs a way to be able to demonstrate emotion, to be able to show people that they love them and to be able to bring joy to the world. So we are actually in an incredibly fortunate position. But I wanna talk you through some very practical things in terms of how, as you as the business owner, can help manage all of the uncertainty that might be swirling around in your head, on the television, in your bubble of your house, whatever is going on. The current situation presents to us some very functional realities, right? The whole notion around encouraging social distancing, right? I am super happy. I'm probably the happiest person on the planet other than the rest of my family back in Canada to decide <laughs> we're going to stay in our house for the majority of time. That whole experience makes me really happy. 
right? Some other people may not actually feel the same way, but I'm kind of excited by what's happening currently. But I also know I am a limited personality, <laughs> limited mindset, but I just see this as such an incredible opportunity, right? So social distancing means we are being encouraged to stay home. We are being encouraged to not loiter in public places. Currently in Australia, the requirement is that any events that are over 500 people are being closed down. In many instances, a lot of the venues are preparing for the government to turn around later this week or next week and say, if you are gathering together 100 people or 250 people, you also need to shut all that stuff down, right? Plus, we'll layer on top of it, travel limitations. So many of the Commonwealth countries certainly are telling people, A, get back to your home country. B, if you're arriving in from overseas, you need to self-quarantine yourself for 14 days. All of that is leading to a total change of consumer behavior and unprecedented scenarios that we have to deal with as business owners, right? So right now we are dealing with brides who are realizing, you know, 20 to 30% of their guests are coming from overseas. Plus venues are preparing for the possibility of just having to shut down altogether. So the brides are trying to navigate basically replanning their entire wedding. Some of them are taking a very proactive approach, super calm, super chill about the whole thing. And they're just finding a date that works for everybody. <laughs> Others are basically spinning around in a little bit of a panic. But what is happening to us as business owners is that we are being forced to think through scenarios we never thought would happen. But this is where the greatest opportunity lies. You sitting down and figuring out what you want your business's reaction to be to any of these situations will lead you in good stead for anything that happens in the future, right? Six months ago, we did not have anything in our terms and conditions around natural disasters, right? And then we were presented with the bushfires and we're going, oh, okay, so what are our points of view and when we will continue to do work and when we're going to turn around and say, I'm sorry, we can't do this for you. We kind of thought, oh, okay, well, that's the next big challenge. And then let's, on the back of that, decide that we're going to have a global pandemic, which is going to have an onflow effect in terms of your business, no matter what you do. So sitting here and wishing that it wasn't happening, really unhelpful. Sitting here and thinking about what you're going to do and how you're going to control your business in this environment, super helpful, super duper helpful. What is happening out there in the bubble of most people's realities is so much fear, so much panic, and so much uncertainty. If you want to sit there and watch the news, scroll through Facebook, and decide to absorb all of that fear, that panic, and uncertainty, you can do that. But I will tell you right now, it's really unhelpful, right? Literally, the news is out there to induce fear in the world because that's how humans consume content. <laughs> I was reading an article the other day because I was trying to decipher and understand what's happening out in that bubble. It's not very often that I will step into the world of reading the news, but I had to close the laptop and I had to walk away as soon as I started reading an article about people writing articles about the panic and frenzy of what's happening. So he had literally written an article about people writing articles. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like they're literally just trying to make content out of everything and they will always point out the negative. And there is so much repercussions and badness and fear that you could write any single story about, but it is not helpful, 
right? Our brains are pre-programmed to actively seek out fear. So if you feel yourself watching the news and a heightened level of anxiety, if you feel yourself talking to friends and family members and they are feeling and creating anxiety inside of you, if you are scrolling through social media and it is creating anxiety, you have the choice to close it all down, right? You do not have to. I can guarantee you, you do not have to be watching the news. You do not have to be on Instagram. You do not have to be on Facebook. And you do not have to be talking to those friends and family members who are creating a heightened level of anxiety for you. You don't have to. You get to control what content you consume and you get to control who you surround yourself with virtually and in real life. Right? Right. So 1939. 1939, British government created this poster, which we've all seen, and we've all seen multiple iterations of. And they did this as a way to set the tone with the citizens of the United Kingdom slash Britain in 1939 to preempt what was going to happen in World War II. <laughs> so if you think this has never happened before, Welcome to reality. This has happened before and it's going to happen again and it's going to manifest itself in so many different ways. So if nothing else, remember you can keep calm and carry on. You can change your behavior. And most importantly, I want you to just come up with a plan. And be proactive. So I read this morning that our good friends in anthropology, hello friends, they are closing all of their retail shops for the next two weeks. That is not a spontaneous decision. They will have literally written a document that talks through the scenarios and the worst case scenarios of what is likely to happen. I can guarantee you, anthropology has a business continuity plan that talks about terrorism. It talks about random violence and shootings all across America. And it will talk about global and national pandemics. They have a plan for how they are reacting to the current situation. And what is probably happening in head office right now is that every single staff member who might have been working on something else, every advertising campaign, every new like product development, every new shop merchandising situation has been put on hold so that the entire team can activate and put in action their business continuity plan in reaction to global national pandemic. Right? Right. Our good friends at Apple have also decided that they're going to close the retail shops for two weeks. Again, it will be written in a document. And they're just simply putting it into action. Woolworths, this like kind of blew my mind until Sloan pointed out to me. He's like, yeah, but they would have thought through all of these things probably 5, 10, 15 years ago. And I am so impressed at how responsive they are being in terms of online ordering. If people aren't aware, you can order your groceries online and this is my new favorite feature they've added. You can check the box. It says either I'm in quarantine or I'm self selecting <laughs> to not engage with the public, leave my groceries at the front door. They are also doing an incredible job of giant disclaimers all over the place of saying we cannot necessarily guarantee everything will be available that you put in your order. And they are also giving you a giant heads up to say, hey, our delivery time slots are filling up really quickly, so you're just gonna need to, need to be proactive and order early. All of those things were written in a document and they are simply putting it into action. 
they have a plan, right? They're very much reacting to what is happening on a 24 hour basis, but they are the ones who are in control of what is going on. Because right now it could be fucking mayhem with people running through the grocery store, tearing it apart, trying to get every last piece of fresh vegetable, meat, toilet paper, soap, tomato sauce, pasta, I don't even know what else they're running low on, right? But it could be absolute mayhem and panic. Instead, it's only slightly panicky. <laughs> and it's so incredible to watch these businesses put everything into action. We get to do the same thing, literally, right? We own these businesses. We get to decide how we're going to move forward. You get to decide how you're going to react to any scenario that's thrown at you. And for your brain, it is so helpful to sit down and actually think through these scenarios and come up with a plan. So the worst thing you can do right now is not have a plan and allow yourself to just sit in this spiral of panic. Because it could be bad. I can guarantee you're, you're gonna lose money, you're gonna lose revenue, but being able to adapt your behavior and adapt your business to what is going to become a new reality means that you are going to end up ahead of the competition, right? We are in this for the long haul. I was laughing yesterday because somebody was talking about, you know, the fear and anxiety around the US stock market losing, you know, 11 billion points in such a record time. And I was like, does nobody else remember what happened in 2008? <laughs> Like, I can guarantee you the stock market's going to rise and then sometime between seven and 15 years later, it's going to fall, right? This is the way that it happens and it's literally considered a market correction. It is human behavior. It's how the economy operates. So the, all of the stuff that's happening around us right now, it's the human experience. It's the reality of what we get to face. You get to choose how you want to react to what is going on. Business continuity. Right? It's a super fancy, super fancy title for literally actually capturing and writing down for yourself how your business is going to operate or adjust in the case of an incident or a crisis. I can tell you right now, 12 months ago, our business continuity plan talked about things like what happens if our courier couldn't deliver? What happens if one of us gets sick? What happens if specific flowers aren't available? What happens if it rains? What happens if it's really hot? It did not talk about, you know, national crisis, state of emergencies when it comes to bushfires. And it certainly did not talk about what happens if there is a global pandemic. <laughs> but now it does, right? You have this opportunity to sit down and figure out how you want to manage your business through the next three weeks, three months, 12 months, and come up with a plan. So, I have been obsessing over this notion because I found this quote from Charles Darwin on the weekend. Thinking about, my brain has been thinking about some crazy cool fun things recently, but I've been thinking a lot about evolution. Weird. <laughs> but this notion that evolution is actually happening one person at a time, right? And back in the days of Charles Darwin and his whole idea, you know, survival of the fittest, but quite literally, it is not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent, but the one most responsive to change, right? These national, international, catastrophic events happen. It's how you respond to it that sets you apart from the competition, right? 
every other business owner out there is probably sitting in a world of overwhelm and panic. But we have an opportunity to then leapfrog ahead of the competition and know that the world is going to continue. <laughs> Literally, everybody will get back to some new version of normal life. I'd always envisioned the future being like robots and, you know, minority report, everything based on technology. It's things like this that happen that you realize, oh yeah, more people are going to start relying on the online space, on like digital technology, on your phone, on apps, on anything to do with like virtual technology-based communication. It's literally how you react to these situations that sets you apart from other business owners. And I will tell you right now, there are about 29,000 million opportunities that will come out of this space. Right? Some of them are because other businesses will not be as proactive as you will be. They may end up losing so much money that they have to close their doors. Particularly if those businesses are very reliant on walk-in retail traffic and they do nothing to respond to the fact that more customers are going to be ordering over the phone and even more customers are going to be ordering online. Right? Other businesses will close down. But that is literally Darwin's whole experience around the survival of the fittest. It applies to business, right? So if we can be aware of the fact that there are opportunities in front of us, be proactive and proactively thinking through how you want your business to behave in the future, you will win, right? It's all about understanding that there are opportunities and you can be proactive. So number one, the most important thing that you can do for yourself is make a plan. Right? And I want you to think through, literally think through what you might consider at this moment in time the worst case scenario. Right? On the weekend, we met with a bride on Sunday who's getting married in May, and we very much planned through what is going to happen. I'm kind of convinced, I shouldn't say kind of, I'm very much convinced that right now, literally right now, we're in the eye of the storm. This is where like the massive swirl of chaos around us is at its most extreme. Humanity is going to get back to a new level of normal, normalcy in about two weeks, maybe three, right? So we have to let that adjustment happen. But what are you going to do if you have events, weddings, specific activities that are going to be canceled and or rescheduled that are happening in the next three weeks? Our brides are Currently taking, if they're getting married at the end of April, early May, right now they're not taking any action. They're assuming it's all going to settle down. If we had, we have a wedding book, we had a wedding booked in for next Friday. She has just found a date that seems to work for her, her family. So many of her closest friends and family are coming in from overseas. It's way too important to her. So she just said, hey, can we reschedule to the 29th of November? Sure. <laughs> Sounds great. Problem solved, right? But what we had to do was sit down and figure out, okay, so when is the very last that we could know by? Because when are we actually financially committing to staffing, flowers, and any other higher items, anything that you have actually committed to from a business point of view? When is the absolute latest that your clients can make a decision in terms of telling you what the options are? We have also decided in this instance that we are going to break our own terms and conditions because this is the definition of an unprecedented event. And if 
our clients can find a new date that is mutually agreeable, we're happy to just simply take them out of the date and put them in the new date, right? And if they tell us seven days before the event, we're also happy to refund 50% of their money. That is a decision that we are making based on what we want to be doing. Our terms and conditions say we don't actually need to refund any of it, right? But I also know this is completely out of everybody's control and I am happy to lead by example. You don't have to do the same thing, right? You actually, if it's in your terms and conditions, you don't have to give any of your money back, but you get to decide if you even want to break your own terms and conditions because you are the one in charge of your business. And then we told our clients if they're going to tell us seven days or less before their event, we're committing to your flowers, but we're more than happy to make up a bucket load of table arrangements and or make your bouquets if somebody can come down and pick it up from us. And if that's not an option, we're going to make a whole bucket list of table arrangements and deliver them to the hospital and the local nursing homes. That's what we decided our plan is going to be. I cannot tell you the sense of relief that that created once we sat down and figured out what are all the different scenarios we might need to think of. What do you want your business's reaction to be to events that are canceled, to events that are rescheduled? Even scarier than that, what happens if you get sick? What happens if a family member gets sick? What are you going to do in terms of managing your business and moving forward? What are you going to do if you own a retail shop or a studio, if you have a mandatory shutdown, right? What happens if you actually have to shut your shop down for two weeks? It's very possible. Right? It's very possible that you can decide local growers, couriers could deliver all the flowers to your driveway. You don't need to see them. You can make the flowers. Then you could deliver the flowers and tell your recipients, you'll just text message them when you drop them at the front door. Right? You can take a page out of Willie's book. You don't need to see the people. <laughs> and you could even go out and buy yourself food safe, Latex gloves, right? You can continue your business if you want to. You can also decide, two-week holiday, let's go, right? So the other thing to think through is what is your business plan if the markets and the wholesalers close? There is discussion that the Sydney flower market might close if the government decides mandatory shutdown of events and gatherings of more than 100 people. It's questionable because some could argue that the city flower market brings together more than 500 people. It's also not a necessary service if a state of emergency is declared, right? It is very possible. Likelihood? Who knows? But it is possible that the Sydney flower market will shut down. It is possible that your wholesaler has to change the way that they're operating. What are you going to do? Just think through the plan. It may not even happen. Or... It might happen 12, 14, 18 months from now in a totally different scenario, but you'll have a plan. I will tell you right now, the single best thing you can do as a business owner is make a plan and think through the various scenarios that may or may not happen. And it's great for your business, but it's also great for your psyche, right? The emotional relief that you will feel in the fact that you have created a plan, that you know what you're going to communicate to your customers is so empowering, right? The fact Apple knows they're going to shut down their shops for two weeks. Anthropology knows they're going to shut down their shops for two weeks. Woolies knows they're giving their customers the option to check the box as they just leave my delivery at the front door. Right? They are in charge. They are in control and they are managing 
as best as they can in this situation. So stop panicking and start planning. <laughs> Next, talk to your customers, right? If your customers are coming to you and already asking questions, start talking to your customers even more. Update your website, talk about it on social media, answer the phone, answer their emails. Once you have a plan and the confidence to then go out and start talking to your customers, you can start telling your customers about your plan. You know what you can do? We were talking about this yesterday. If we still own a retail flower business, I am pretty much certain I would have closed it down and said, you know what? I'm going to do my part for humanity and limit human interaction with people. But you know what I would be doing? be getting the courier to deliver to the house. I'd be working out of the garage and I would be telling our customers, this is the way it's gonna roll. You can phone us, you can order online. We're gonna do one round of deliveries in the day. Everything's gonna be left at the front door. We'll text message the recipient when it comes. That's how I would be managing this situation. I also know we will be losing money. But that's why charging full price, knowing you have profit in your back pocket is going to help you manage this change of cash flow over what's probably only going to be like a two or a three week window. If you're managing weddings, manage event, managing events, you absolutely are allowed to go out to your clients and say, this is what we're going to be doing. If you have any questions, email me. But being proactive, telling them as to how this is going to operate is actually going to bring them a sense of relief. Yeah? Yeah. And then repeat yourself. <laughs> Just because you're out there telling one customer doesn't mean that all 900 customers actually know what's happening. So particularly on social media, if you're still fully open for business, repeat yourself, repeat yourself, repeat yourself, right? Tell your customers you're still open. Tell your customers how they can order. Tell your customers what they can expect. Your customers will absolutely follow your lead always. If you're at the point where you haven't quite gotten your website sorted out. You could put one product up on a catalog that's about a hundred bucks <laughs> just to get your website sorted, right? Your online catalog at this moment in time could consist of one thing. <laughs> your customers will follow your lead. They really, really will. So next one. I want you to know that this is an opportunity where you can be really helpful. Right? So you will have created your plan, you will have created how you want to react in various scenarios. Then anytime a customer comes to you, educate them on what your process is going to be and communicate your limitations, but also focus in on what is possible. Right? Our clients have no idea that this global pandemic is probably going to have an onflow effect in terms of flower availability. No clue. <laughs> and whether that comes in three weeks, three months, six months, no idea. But starting to educate your clients in terms of where your flowers come from, how this whole thing might be affecting your business, but focus in on what is possible because it will be in stark comparison to the reality of what they're facing, right? If you think about all of the headlines that are flying around on the news, you think about all the fear mongering that's happening on Facebook, all the uncertainty that's being discussed on Instagram, you coming in with a plan, you coming in with a can-do attitude is going to very quickly set you apart, right? And your customers will automatically be attracted to you because they are looking for solutions. They're looking for a golden light at the end of the tunnel. They want a little bit of joy in and amongst all the weirdness. 
Yeah. So be solution oriented. Next, online is where it's at. If at this moment in time you have any physical interaction with your customers, the one exception being setting up events and delivering flowers, but even then, if you have any physical interaction with your customers, how can you replace that with a piece of technology, websites, social media, online ordering, phone, anything? Anything that helps you practice social distancing is going to work in your favor because what's going to happen at the end of this is all of our clients are going to be understanding that they can order flowers online, that they can just call you. It's going to be magic for educating your customers to do the behavior that you want them to do. But if you're at the point right now where you're thinking, oh, I rely totally on doing face-to-face -face consultations. I rely totally on people walking into the shop. I rely totally on anything to do with human interaction. Sit down and think about how you could replace that with online solutions, virtual solutions, whether it's FaceTiming your clients, whether it's getting on the phone with your clients, whether it's finally setting up your website. This is where the opportunity lies. Being in the online space is everything in this instance. Yeah? It is absolutely possible to think about how you could eventually set your entire business up online. Right? So that you don't actually have to be meeting with people. You don't need to be talking with people face to face. And you've pretty much just embraced the idea of social distancing anyway. So think through how you can replace any face-to-face -face services that you're delivering with an online solution. And this is a bit, sounds really weird and a little bit woo-woo, but I will tell you right now, I want you to stay incredibly conscious about the content that you consume, right? Your brain, literally your brain is pre- wired to go out there and absorb and actively seek out as much fear inducing content as possible. Why do you think the likes of Fox News, CNN, Sydney Morning Herald, whatever newspaper articles you want to read, whatever, you know, online um, news programs you want to be reading, literally, that is how the news is set up. It's also how Facebook is set up. It's also a fact that negatively geared content, fear-inducing media actually attracts more eyeballs. Be hyper-vigilant and super aware of the content that you absorb because it does make a difference. It truly makes a phenomenal distance. And I will tell you right now, you don't need to be watching the news. Your mom will tell you what you need to know. <laughs> and if you're at all in doubt, there's this thing called the World Health Organization. Their job is to manage and proactively help keep humanity safe. <laughs> if you're ever looking for information, national government, local council, World Health Organization. You don't need to be watching the news. You don't need to be on Facebook. Heck, you don't even need to be on Instagram. This matters so much. And something that I've been experimenting with in the last week is when I feel those moments of anxiety, complete overwhelm and uncertainty, I will literally bring myself back to where I am right now. And I'm going to identify myself three things that I feel grateful for. 
right now. It's things like, we have so much food in this house. It's amazing. We were laughing the other day. I'm like, I wonder how long we could live if we couldn't get another grocery delivery. But I'll tell you what right now. I have got so many nacho chips. I've got wine. We've got ice cream. We've got dark chocolate. And we've got so many frozen vegetables. I'm set. Right? I am absolutely set. Oh, we've got coffee. What else could you possibly need? Right? We also are incredibly fortunate and live in a place where I can actually just walk around my own backyard. Right? If I decide I don't even want to leave this space, it's totally okay. Right? There are so many things to be grateful for, including your own health, the fact that you can adapt and adopt a new approach to your business, and the fact that you are completely in control of the things that you are in control of. So if at any point in time you're feeling completely overwhelmed, so anxious, or so uncertain about what's happening, I want you to sit down and think about three things that you're grateful for. And the smaller, the better. Right? You're allowed to be grateful for the fact that the power is still on, you have a roof over your head, and that your family is safe and sane. And you could decide to repeat yourself that all the time. But that little exercise, I literally got into the shower yesterday after some craziness that's happening in our little bubble. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take this entire time and I'm going to just repeat to myself all of the things that I am grateful for. It does help, right? So if you're ever feeling overwhelmed, if you've been sitting down and catching yourself watching too much news, if you've been on Facebook, if you've been on Instagram, close your eyes, find three things that you're grateful for. It will change everything for you. So you also get to decide how you want to show up in this situation, right? You do not have to be a fear-inducing, panic-mongering, crazy person. <laughs> You're also allowed to decide that that's how you want to behave, right? I'm not telling you it's good or bad. I'm just telling you what might be more helpful <laughs> of the things. But you actually do get to decide how you want to show up in this situation. There are so many opportunities afoot for us. It's going to, it truly is going to change the world. And those of us who are aware of the fact that it's going to change the world are going to win. So remember, as my mother used to tell me all the time, this too shall pass. Because it will, right? Until the days that the zombies attack or the asteroids completely take out the planet, right? This too shall pass. I literally thought the world was going to end after 9-11. Literally thought it was going to end. Probably... Probably like half a dozen times in my lifetime, I actually thought that the world was going to end. It's like, oh, well, this is it. We're done. No. <laughs> no. What it is going to do, though, is it's going to change customers' behavior. So three very specific actions I want you to take. I want you to make a plan, right? It doesn't matter. Just open a Google Doc and make a plan. How do you want to run your business over the next two weeks? How do you want to react to changes in customer behavior? How do you want to react if, if events get canceled, if events get rescheduled? How do you want to react if you have to close your retail shop? You get to decide, right? Just open a Google Doc and start thinking through the different scenarios. And I also want you to know, like everything else I'll tell you, there's no right answer, right? If, particularly, if you are exposed to, if you're surrounded by people who have a vulnerable immune system, you are allowed to take every precaution that you can imagine. You are allowed to decide to close your business for six months. You are allowed to decide anything, right? Just make a decision and like the reasons for your decision and then hit the ground running. I will tell you right now, one of the best things you can do is stop watching the news. Please. <laughs>
just stop, right? Okay, I can tell you what the headlines are. There's a global pandemic. There's challenges in terms of travel. Practice social distancing. There's a shortage of toilet paper. Stock up on pantry goods. It's pretty much all you need to know. And it's also a re-election year in, in America. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Number three is I do really want you to take this opportunity for rest, right? Whatever that means to you, literally. Napping is a good thing because anything you can do to keep your immune system up in its highest capacity is so important. And the single best thing you can do for yourself is rest and sleep. Sitting there in a space of stress and anxiety is one of the worst things that you can do for your immune system, right? I should add on to this list number six. I want you to go out there and or order online the nicest smelling hand soap that you can find. I did this last week a little bit unintentionally, but because Woolies didn't have that many options available, I ended up buying one that's like, it's like something like citrus and rosemary. I don't even know. And I was like, this is the best idea ever. If I'm gonna wash my hands every four seconds, I am going to allow them to smell really good. So go out there and buy yourself. It doesn't even need to be expensive. Buy yourself hand soap that smells really good. Number six. So number four, as my mother says, eat your vegetables, right? <laughs> Just keep eating your vegetables. And don't underestimate the power of the frozen vegetable department at your grocery store. Everybody else seems to have forgotten about that. But not me and not you. And I want you to find time every single day to intentionally seek out the things that bring you joy. I can guarantee for all of us that's going to be something creative. It doesn't matter whether it's coloring, whether you go out for a little bit of a walk and you pick a few flowers and you make a little thing, it doesn't matter. I want you to find a way to bring a little bit of joy into your life every single day. Yes, yes. So let's talk about questions. Whether it's related to managing this whole situation or not, it does not.